you're listening to Always Open number 130. If you hear something you'd like to see from this episode, visit first.roosterteeth.com. Welcome to another episode of Always Open, a very special 17th Rooster Teeth Anniversary Edition. That's the quietest, most calm clap I think we've ever done. They'll add it in post. It'll be fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Could you guys do that? Could you add like a woo? Like Like, right now? Like from a Kiss concert or something. (laughs) We love you, Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) Not right now. (laughs) We do love you, Seattle. Uh, I'm your host, Barbara Dunkelman, and with me today, I got some great old friends. Wait, you got... Old, old, old as old? in you're my friends for a long time. Well, go, come, I didn't come on this show to be insulted. I got my <laughs> other shows I can be insulted on. I've got some on. friends, and then I've got some old friends. Some very young, beautiful friends. I'd like to apologize for not dressing the part. Uh, typically, I try to put on a fancy shirt, but nah. uh, given the current climate, it, uh, I didn't have time. Your, your fancy shirt was dirty, wasn't it? My can, one can, fancy can, shirt was dirty. You can just say it. I put not. I, I put on a fancy shirt, and it was wrinkly. And I thought, I don't have time for this. <laughs> I wore a fancy shirt. I saw Chris, it. how was that a fancy shirt? Got buttons. buttons. <laughs> Is that what defines a fancy shirt? To me, yeah. I know Chris yeah. so well. I knew that was going to be the answer. It has buttons. That's the qualifier. Yeah. I would Next. say a fancy shirt has a collar or buttons or both. Yeah, a mid fancy shirt doesn't have buttons all the way. All the way buttons. So all the way fancy. Would you call a Henley a fancy shirt? That's a uh, borderline. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Is it mid fancy to use Chris's mid terminology? Fancy, but it didn't have a collar, so it's like on the lower end of the mid fancy. So mm-hmm. low mid fancy. Yeah. Okay. You know these guys, Jeff, Gus, Chris. Yeah, we created Rooster oh, yeah. Teeth. Hello. Gus and Chris and I. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Remember those days, Chris, back when you were 13? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we started Rooster Teeth. <laughs> yeah. You weren't 13. And, no, you're what, older than what, I am. What year? 03. 03. 2003. So this is the 17th anniversary 16. of the company you work at for 10 years. I would have gotten there. I would have. I remembered 03. 16. That's Carrie's been working for us since he was like eight, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. He actually came out of the woman directly to Dawson <laughs> Studios. He was still wet. He came out and said, I'm interning. Uh, so, yeah, this is the special 17th anniversary edition of Always Open. We got some people who've been at the company uh, since the very beginning and almost the beginning. Some old people and old, some medium people. Old people. Some yeah. <laughs> low mid it's friends. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, y'all got buttons. I got <laughs> all the way up and down. I got like one or two. <laughs> Chris is a Henley. True. And that's the difference. Well, thank you guys for being here today. Yeah, of course. Uh, I wanted to start off with a little game. Uh, essentially, it's a game to test how well you know each other. Okay. okay. So Jeff is going to ask all of us questions about himself, and we have to try to see how much we know. Uh, and then it's going to uh, move to Gus, and then Chris, and then me. How many years have you known Jeff, Barbara? <sighs> I've known you probably since 2004. Mm-hmm. Not, but like I think the first time years? I met you in person was when I visited Austin in 2008 or 2009. It would have been then or the RVB, the one RVBTO I went to. Right, so, yeah. Somewhere so right around there. It's been a while. Yeah. yeah. Chris, how long have you known Jeff? 2009 or 10. Okay. Oh. Then. Yeah. I mean, that's when I met Not quite everyone. as long. Gus, when did our love affair begin? It's been just over 21 years. Oh, Jesus. Early 99. You guys have known each other as long as someone legally able to drink. Yes. 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 Well, then you should know all these. Uh, I better. I, I, it will be a failing if I don't know. Uh, if Gus these. doesn't, I, I don't think you guys will. All right, I'll, I'll just I, leave. I, I'm guest number two. You're guest one. I'm guest one. Okay. Yep. Uh, Barbara's not a guest. She's a host. I'm That's a how Barbara. It works. <laughs> well, okay. Sure. Uh, okay. Do I go in order or is it just open? So to you the... you ask all of us the first question. All right, uh, audience. Uh, uh, my audience. Yes. Yes, Jeff. Wait. Applause. Panelists. Uh, name the strangest place I have urinated. I can name that for Gus. Yeah, I think so. Uh, uh, I, I think I know the answer to this. I'll let them answer first, just because I think I know your answer. Okay. I'm going to guess outside a casino in Vegas. The Rooster Teeth office. Gustavo. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> a strange uh, That duffel bag of that guy in the army. That's a good one. I would say either <laughs> that... I definitely peed in a guy's shoes and in his duffel bag. Uh, his name was Dave. He was, he was really into Journey, and he was from Salt Lake City. Uh, all reasons to hate him. Uh, but that's not correct. He definitely deserved that. I would say either that or uh, I one time unintentionally pissed on APD headquarters. 
Oh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, so it was one of those two. Story. What yeah. is Unintentional? Unintentional there. I didn't know it was the APD headquarters when I was pissing on the window. I just thought I was being funny. And then the next day I drove by it and went, oh. Oof. I feel like this is also a good time to bring up, if you're comfortable with it, that you just recently hit your oh, yeah. third year this being a good sober. Time. This is a good time to mention. Yesterday was my three-year sobriety. Actual what a segue. Not, <laughs> any pissing I'm doing now, it's sober pissing. Uh, okay, next question. Uh, this should be an easy one right off the bat. Do I have a gym membership? No. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we need to go any further than that. Do I vote? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Early vote. Every As should you Do you have all. any tattoos? <laughs> Visible tattoos. Do I ever buy lottery tickets? Now that's interesting. Ever is such an encompassing word. I, like I imagine. Would you say I'm an occasional lottery ticket buyer? Occasional? No. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it has happened at some point. But I can't imagine you ever going to the store and be like, I'm going to pick up some scratchers. Yeah. I agree. I I would say like you probably have in your life. I don't think you do currently. So my girlfriend uh, always has like a white elephant thing at Christmas, and so we've gotten into just buying lottery tickets as the gift. As the gift, and because of that, I've been buying lottery tickets every once in a while. Really? Yeah. Oh. I'm a scratch. I scratch on occasion. Is it's it just is it more for fun, or do you think you're going to win? No, it's just more for fun. Where have you won anything big? No, never. Mm. Never. Never. Nothing. Well, they don't they don't make money by giving it away. That's true. Uh, <laughs> next question. Uh, <laughs> I'm laughing. I just read it. Careful. Name something I've smoked. <laughs> Marijuana? Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, a cigar. Sure, yeah. yeah. PCP. Is that angel dust? Yeah. Yes. Damn. <laughs> on accident one time. Three for three. <laughs> on accident one time when I was a lot younger. <laughs> And Millie, don't watch this. Have you ever smoked cigarettes? <laughs> I've smoked one cigarette in my life. Really? Okay. Yeah. I've smoked more PCP than cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture like that scene in Training Day when Denzel Washington's like, I didn't know you like to get wet. And he goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what. Oh, you're... you know what? It wasn't. I'm sorry. It wasn't PCP. It was uh, opium. Uh, I, I'm not super up on drugs. Yeah. I accidentally smoked the drugs once. I've, Many I, I've heard of people doing that where yeah. they thought it was weed or something. Yeah, it was they, laced, and yeah. And then people are like, "Why do I feel so?" Weird? The next thing you know, you're smoking crack. And yep. then you're just sitting in a corner, wishing <laughs> did, that time would stop. Did you say, "Why do I feel so good?" No, oh, so weird. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's one. This is my last question. Then we're gonna move on. Am I affectionate? I would say yes. Not to me. <laughs> oh, I think it means in his relationship. Maybe if you unbutton one more of those buttons, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> See what happens. Maybe you should put some work in. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm shocked you didn't go for a middle button. I'm going to say yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. so. I think I'm a very, I'm affectionate to people that I really love. I'm affectionate to Gus and Jack and Gavin and Millie and my girlfriend. What's your love language? English. Do you know what your love Esperanto. language is? Esperanto. Uh, no, no. It's, um, I, I did that thing years ago. I think my love language was uh, like when people do favors for me. Oh, like the acts of, of service? Acts of service, yeah. yeah. Wait, yeah. That's a, what? I don't so, need gifts. So, essentially, there's, we talked about it on a couple episodes of Always Open at this point, but there's five love languages. It's acts of service, which is someone doing something nice for you, like taking out the trash or vacuuming your house. There's words of affirmation, saying, like, I love you, I'm proud of you. There's physical touch, which is physical touch. Uh, gift giving and quality time. Hmm. So, everyone shows love and, and receives love in different ways and... It's very interesting. I don't want gifts or presents or anything, but if somebody can reduce the level of like bullshit minutia I have to do in a day by taking out the trash Same. or whatever, that means the world to me. Same. Absolutely. If I get home and Trevor's empty to the dishwasher, I'm like, cool, let's go upstairs. It's <laughs> <laughs> weird Trevor knows that, but he never entered. <laughs> he's like, Barb walks home and she's like, oh, how's the dishes? And he's like, you better get to it. <laughs> A lot of dishes. Video games. Uh, it's all you, buddy. Yeah. Your guest, too. Right, guess two. We did pretty well, I think. Mm. Yeah, I think I think we knew. You I think you well. guys got everyone with the scratcher right, and mm -hmm. I can see why you would get that wrong because common sense says no. I do not buy lottery tickets. It's pointless. Um, name the strangest place I've urinated. Uh, on a oh, snowman. It's a, that, that's a joke. That's oh. yours. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> on a snowman in, in Salt Lake City. Uh, do I pluck my eyebrows? Hell no. No. Wait, unless there's like no some like stray little unibrow hairs that you're. I would say yes. Mm, interesting. I think you have, but you don't. Mm. Chris, you're looking. That's cheating. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> say no. It says right here, no looking. I think if you pluck your eyebrows, you'd do a better job. Mm. That's Chris. I said no. No. Okay. Uh, no, I don't. 
except there is one stray one that grows here in the middle. Sometimes it grows out like a unicorn. <laughs> Otherwise, like, it, I, don't, I don't know how long it'll get. Like, I've, I've been sitting here before and seen it on camera and be like, oh shit, I need to go pluck it because I can see it from here. It grows like a head hair. Yeah. <laughs> I comb it. You just have it growing down yeah, it's, onto your it's neck. It's bad. Uh, I put some gel on it, slick it back. Um, question two When I shower, what do I wash first? It's an open question. Your genitals. Your hair. Well, people are supposed to, as I learned in the Army, because they made me watch a video on it. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> when you join the Army. I don't know if they still do. They make you watch uh, videos on uh, hygiene. Uh, you're supposed to start at the top and work your way down. But I know a lot of people go for the armpits first. Because mm. they're typically the dirtiest mm -hmm. or the stinkiest. Oh, actually, you probably do your genitals last, because you probably don't want your well, you penis take the hands most time. touching anywhere else. Well, um, yeah. I'm still going to stick with genitals. I mean, I, hair has always made sense to me. I'm going to say hair. Yeah, it's hair. Yeah, yeah. I I used to not do that when I was when I was younger, but then like at one point, like when I was a teenager, it was like you have that realization, like oh, this is dumb. I should be washing top down. Top down. Yeah. Um, question three: Am I an organ donor? Hmm. Yes. That was a very confident yes from Chris. I, 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 that's it's interesting. Ooh, lots I, of contemplation. I think going I'm on gonna here. say yes because I feel like you're a fairly considerate person. Mm. But you hate humanity. Did used to drink a lot. Mm. Although you said your liver was in good condition. But there might be other parts that they can use, right? Right. I'm gonna say yes. You don't typically like to help other people, but you're <laughs> also no seriously. Like I can see you not wanting to donate your organs to benefit other people because of who you are. But you also are really into automation and technology and ease of use and it mm. seems like an efficiency and it seems like the most technically efficient thing to do with a body is to portion it out for other people that need it so I'm gonna say yes. Yes, uh -huh. I am an organ donor and Great. yes, I am considerate of other people. <laughs> <laughs> see, mm. I know you. Yeah, see, it's true. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a very, I'm a very kind person. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Being sincere here. You, I think you've also gotten nicer as the years have I've, gone on. He's I've definitely mellowed out. out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you and Michael. It's weird how that happens. I feel I like think, Michael's I, I a think much nicer person now, too. A kid accelerates that. Michael's two had two a, kids yeah, double a couple accelerate. of kids oh, yeah. that, uh, that helped that. This episode of Always Open is brought to you by Honey. You know that Honey is the free online shopping tool that automatically finds the best promo codes and applies them to your cart. And you know how great it feels to save. Honey is so easy to use. Using Honey feels like hitting every green light on your commute, and it's that great. Mariel is always talking about how much she saves with Honey. We all know how much she loves to save. Of course, it's Mariel. She saved over $25 on a birthday gift for a friend recently because of using Honey. Honey has found oh, it's over 18 million members, over $2 billion in saving. And I know you guys are doing a lot of at-home shopping right now, so get on it. Uh, did you know that Honey supports over 30,000 stores online, including Macy's, Target, Sephora, Best Buy, and more? And they're adding more every day. Users love Honey, and that's why it's uh, over 100,000 five-star reviews uh, on Google, on the Google Chrome Store. So that's pretty awesome. Using Honey feels pretty great. Think of it as a little daily victory. Plus, it's free to use and installs in just a few seconds. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com open. That's joinhoney.com slash open. Over 100,000 five-star ratings. Doesn't get much better than that. So joinhoney.com slash open. Uh-huh, honey. Uh, what am I? Question four or something. Uh, do I use the internet to self-diagnose? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I don't think I do. You do. Do I? I bet you do. I, I, actually, I have. Yeah. Uh, when I had the shingles, that's I looked it up. Oh. That's how I determined that I, I had shingles. Use the internet for everything. I, but I'm not. Like, the question what? is, do I use the internet for X? X is always yes. It's true. But it's not like I look things up obsessively. Like oh, like every little thing. You also wouldn't go get some medication or something after self-diagnosing. Like you would go to a doctor. Yeah, of right? course. Yeah. After like to double check. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's like yes and no. Mm -hmm. I'm not. But yeah, I'm not like every little thing. Like, yeah. Uh, Hypochondriac. And, and then I'm not obsessed that every little thing is cancer or whatever it says. Every little thing is magic, though. That's <laughs> true. You can't say that. No singing. <laughs> this uh, is my show. I could do it everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Eric's not here to yell at you. He's not. 
Uh, question five. Name something in my house that I keep hidden. Your gun. Okay. I would say your gun. I would say your birth certificate. Okay. Your dog's treats. <laughs> <laughs> um, my gun's not really that hidden. So, I mean, yes, maybe that's like a question mark. It's kind of ambiguous. It's right sure. at his doorbell when you walk in. <laughs> it's, it's at the peephole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, birth certificate, I actually keep in a safe deposit box. Okay, so that's kind of hidden, right? Yeah, but it's not, it's not in, in my home. house. Oh. I okay. did the same thing. I'm just worried about like my house burning down or or somebody breaking in and stealing my safe, which already happened. I, I keep my safe unlocked because it's just like boring paperwork. It's like there's nothing valuable in there. It's like you can open it and look. It's like it's just <laughs> I, I leave it unlocked and like slightly latched so you can see like you can look in here if you want. There's nothing worth taking. Is it really dumb that my first thought went to Titanic the movie when they find the safe and they think the heart of the ocean's in there and it's just paper and they're really disappointed. They yeah. find that drawing though, of Rose. That's, they need to find that drawing. It's probably the way it is for most safes, right? Like it's really anticlimactic. It's like, yeah, oh, there's paperwork. nothing it's in just here. People's taxes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's taxes and like maybe like the closing documents from my house or something. <laughs> yeah. I think Millie's baby teeth are in a, are in a safe. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then Someone dog might streets, steal those. They're like in a cupboard. I mean, it's not like they're out, but it's, I guess they're hidden to the dogs. Well, what do you, uh, what do you think is something that you hide at home? What's an example of something that you keep hidden? Something that I Esther. keep hidden at home. <laughs> yeah, that's good too. That's, that's a great answer. She, she keeps herself hidden. Uh, what is, I don't know that I really hide anything. Like what's, so I'm trying to think. Like sex stuff? Mm-mm. It's, like it's just the two of us. You know? Like I wouldn't hide anything. Cockring? <laughs> no, that's, a, that's like, that's a centerpiece. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I hide anything, really. Like, if you, like, I, I'm trying to think, like, if everyone here was coming over to my house, like, if I had to, like, I'd be like, ooh, thank God that's hidden away. Yeah. Uh, you probably don't have anything to hide. I don't think I have anything hidden. No, it's, like, really boring. Dead bodies. Dead bodies, no. No. Uh, I, I have, before all of this mass buying panic and stuff, I had, I, I, I find buying certain household items inconvenient. Yeah. So I have a closet that's just filled with, like, Paper towels and toilet paper and hand wash, just because it's like you're really happy right now. Right, it's like I don't, I don't ever want to have to worry about going out and buying it all the time. So like, yeah, when, I know a lot of people who buy like toothpaste in bulk, shampoo in bulk. Yeah, so I've got like, like a bulk that. closet. Yeah, that's I guess that's I, stuff I, that's hidden away. I do too. It's all just like bathroom stuff. Like I have like five things of of, of toothpaste, five things of deodorant. Yeah. Whatever. I just do that Amazon subscribe and save, so it just comes as soon as one's gone, another one shows up. So mm -hmm. you don't have to Smart too. overstock. Alright, uh, where am I? I think I have one more. Yeah. Last one. Do I poop in public restrooms? Chris, I could hear you thinking. I heard you scratching the... I already know that you go to a particular bathroom here at work to poop. That is true, but I can't anymore. Right. My preferred one is no longer available. Right. Mm. I'm gonna say... A bungalow away? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, but only in an emergency. Like you would probably, if you could, wait till you're home. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, that's the easy answer, right? Like, if at all possible, you would avoid it. But in certain certain circumstances, you you must. Actually, I don't care. I'll poop wherever. Really? Yeah. Oh, it, does, hmm. it doesn't matter. That surprises me. That's yeah. that surprises me. Weirdest place you poop then to to, to counter Jeff's weirdest pee. place. Someone's I duffel poop. bag. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's journey. Um. I pooped my pants when I was in kindergarten, but that's not weird. It's weird, not weird. It's just inconvenient. I think. I mean, I probably shit out in the woods, like doing like camping and Boy Scout yeah. stuff, but that's not super strange. I just wonder if like, everybody shits in the woods. I shit on an island in Austin once when I was fishing with Jason Saldana, <laughs> not too long ago. <laughs> Four years ago. But you gotta go. You gotta go. I've yeah. never seen someone need to poop more urgently than Jeff. I've seen you like probably three or four times now when you you have told me I'm going to shit my pants. When it's time, when it's time, it's time. I guess yeah, is there's that not like much a you can do to keto thing. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's just diving a shitty butthole. <laughs> shitty yeah. butthole. Nice. Can that be the title of this episode? Probably. Yeah. Chris, sorry. Uh, uh, I was wondering, do Kegels work for your butthole? Like, can you can you strengthen your sphincter? Your butthole. I'm doing yeah. it right now. Yeah. Does that? But like over like, time, can, can you, you like work? your butt hole out? I'm sure you can. I would assume so. Although I will say for me, when I do a Kegel, both holes. I know, we're all, do or at least I was. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm butt Kegeling right now. Yeah. <laughs> Beagle. I can't tell if I'm doing anything. May not read on, on for, for audio listeners, but 
Visually. It's happening. Yeah. Visually. Watch our, our faces, faces are very weird. Close. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, let's see how much we know. Your guess three. Guess three. Am I a flirt? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to say yes, but it's got to be the weirdest flirting in the world. I would love to see Chris flirting. I would love to be I've like, seen it. Have you? Yeah, at Anna's birthday party like 10 years ago, I watched him hit on some girls and <gasps> it was hilarious. I, I, don't, I don't like explicitly remember that, but it probably happened. <laughs> I will never forget. I think Chris is a very strategic flirt. Like he plays off the like, oh, I'm just aloof and we happen to be talking to each other, but he knows what he's doing. I would say yes, you're a flirt. Well, I try not to flirt in front of people I know. <laughs> Why? But because because then then it, then they up as a RTAs. Yes. Oh. Was that an RTA? Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, it was great. All right. So yes, it you are a flirt. Uh, am I a dog or a cat person? <laughs> dog or cat? I think if Chris had a pet, it would be like a sloth or yeah, something like that. Like really? Yes. Yeah. Extremely weird. He would have like a, a porcupine or a hedgehog. Or mm. something. I, I used to have a hedgehog when I was in like. You know, a he kid. has a pet. His Raccoomba. Yeah, oh, the Raccoomba, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a Roomba with a raccoon on it. Mm. But if I had to pick between a dog or a cat. Dog. Dog. I'm going to say cat, just to be contrary. Well, it's dog. Mm. Though, as an adult, I've only owned a cat because it was less work. Mm. That's, that's uh, what I was yeah. uh, kind of figuring. But I did me. just recently apply for uh, whatever Austin Pets Alive uh, dog uh, adopt Foster? fostering. There you go. Fingers crossed, buddy. Oh, yeah. Hope you get it. Yeah, they're looking Hopefully for people. They don't right watch now. Well, the that's show. the thing. Yeah. Someone yeah. told me they were needed people right now, so yeah. I can do that. I'll be yeah. at home more. Um, Good idea. Do I often lose things? Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, can I burp on command? No. Uh, I'm say I'll say you could do like a little burp, not a belch. I'm gonna. S yeah, I'm gonna agree with Barbara. I feel, I feel like I've never seen him do it, but I think he's got it in him. Yeah. <laughs> there. Uh huh. Wow. You learned something new today. Stand correct. You've known him for <clears throat> 26 years. That was good. You just learned. Yeah. Uh, can I drool when I sleep? Can no, you? no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why? You have our permission. <laughs> um, yes, on occasion, I would say. Doesn't everybody? I'm going to say yeah. Yeah, on occasion, not like all the time. I do all the time. Now that I wear that CPAP mask, it's the worst Ugh. because sometimes drool will get like pull up in it and then I'll turn and it'll spill <laughs> over oh, my face and it'll God. be like cold saliva and it'll wake me up and I'll have to go <laughs> and like wipe my face down and wipe do the you, mask down in the middle of the night. Do you have to do the like daily CPAP cleaning like the old people on yeah. TV? <laughs> I got one of those machines. <laughs> you should just have one of those uh, things that they have at the dentist, like the little sucky straw. That's <laughs> <laughs> so, great to sleep next to you. Yeah. We already it's got that fucking noise. CPAP machine pumping oxygen in. Just be like, little thing taking it out. <laughs> can I tie a tie? Yes. Yeah, I think you can, which is annoying because I can't. Yeah. I, it just, I think it's very anti-Chris, but I think he can do it. Yeah. Yes. It might take me like between two and seven tries. <laughs> I thought you were going to say two and seven minutes for some reason. Well, that too. Specific. Yeah, each try is a minute. Yeah. Okay. How many tries do you own, Chris? Not very many. Like, I think I probably bought like uh, one mm. in my life. What color? It was red. Mm. Uh, but <laughs> I've been given a couple, you know, so you here and there. Or they've like, I've acquired them. Acquired them. As you like do. With what's, the, uh, what's the Sorola tie inventory situation? I've got one. Yeah? Yeah. What about you? How do you own like one ten. tie? I probably haven't worn I've half got, of them, though. I've got one suit, and the tie goes with the suit. Barb, this is, this is fancy dress, okay? So, like, right. how often do we wear ties? Not Wait, very not often. very often. Like, I, most of my ties were given to me as gifts. Like, yeah. Sometimes you'll see them pop on a Henley in a bow tie, but it's not often. It's not, that's not quite it. Yeah, that's semi-formal. Did you do all your questions? That's it. Okay. Okay. Anything I think like, I got off easy. Start handing. What, what was hard about ours? Well, I don't know. I admitted to doing opium. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I was like 19. Um, how many people have I kissed? How many Today? 28. 1,000 people. I'm going to say. No, wait. I, sorry. I'm changing my answer. 37. What, what constitutes a kiss? Like you kiss your grandmother in the cheek? Is I would say like a, like a romantic kiss. Yeah, romantic. that's, that's what yeah. I think. I'm going to say. Ooh, that's a tough one. 15? 30? Probably close to 30, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, give or take. Most of those came within one year of each other. <laughs> uh, very busy year. Where do I bank? 
I don't know why this is a question. Do you want to answer this? What's your mother's maiden name? Uh, yeah. What are the last four of your social security what numbers? What was your first car? Uh, I'm not going to ask that question. I saw the Bank of Oklahoma is suing a uh, weed dispensary. That is the Dank of Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> they filed a lawsuit for them to the, trying to force them to change their name. What was the thing that happened with Starbucks? There was another company doing something. Stupid oh, shitty Star Starbucks? Yeah. Stupid Starbucks. Stupid, stupid, stupid Starbucks. Starbucks. What were they called, though? It was Stupid, stupid Starbucks. Starbucks. Really? Yeah. It was a Nathan For You bit. It's a great episode. Right. You should absolutely watch And they were like using their logo kind of. But right? they just wrote stupid. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, do I cuss? Yeah. Yes. Fuck yeah. Uh, am I a sugar junkie? Is that like a sugar baby on drugs? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't on PC? think so. I don't think so. If you are, you seem to keep it well under control. Unlike me, I've got piles of sweet parts right here. <laughs> I'm definitely not. I'm more of a savory person mm. than a sugar person. Although I do like chocolate. Uh, do my neighbors know my name? I'm going to say no. no. I'm going to say yes. My they, they know because of the podcast. My neighbor doesn't know yeah. my name. Yeah. But only because she has, she's old, so she keeps reintroducing herself to me. And I'm like, hi, hi. And she's like, oh, hey, so do you live here? I'm like, Yeah. Okay, where do you live? Next door. Okay. <laughs> See you later. And then I'm like, okay. I have the same conversation every time I see her. Uh, you should give her a different name every time. I'm going to ask one of these questions because uh, the other ones were obvious. Where's the strangest place I've urinated? Trevor. <laughs> That's it, folks. Thanks for watching. Um, <laughs> the strangest place you've urinated? Gatorade bottle. Or some sort of plastic Gatorade bottle. bottle. I'm going to say... I don't know if you guys know the story, so you might not know. The Winter in a, Olympics. In an, in an alley downtown. It's close. Kind of. Um, I urinated in a trash can in a park because uh, this was in high school and we were doing this big scavenger hunt thing at night. And it was like a race to find all these things and get these photos in different areas and stuff like that. And I had to pee so bad. And there was no bathrooms anywhere because everything was closed. So I was like, oh, there's a... A trash can so I just like lifted myself over it held myself above it and just pissed in the trash cans mm. while all my friends were turned around wow nice crowning moment of my life <laughs> <laughs> well thanks for playing guys that was fun that was fun I enjoyed and I'm I feel like I learned a little bit about Chris mm -hmm. just Chris though yeah you guys knew everything about each other mm -hmm. all right so uh, we're gonna move on to our question for the show since this is the 17th anniversary um, I would love to know what you guys were like at 17 Ooh, 17 that was 1995. So like, end of high school-ish. 1995. Yeah. I was ago. six. I was 1992. Uh, I was an insufferable piece of shit who existed <clears throat> to make other people sore suffer so that I may laugh. So it's I was um, I am a much more relaxed version of the person I was that I'll put it this way you remember when uh we got pregnant and I told you I was gonna have we had Millie and then you told me I changed and I became boring yeah I was uh the person that I was before that you fell <laughs> in love with he was a calm down version of the 17 year old really obnoxious version of me oh it's the worst how about you what makes you what what, what made you the worst were you just like didn't do well in school, didn't listen to your parents. D didn't do well in school, um, for sure. But no, I literally, I just wanted to delight in the misfortune of others. Really? Yeah. And like anything I could do to make myself laugh at the expense of others. Um, I've told all kinds of stories about like peeing in elevators at hotels and like torturing my friends and all, all the terrible things. That, yeah, I just... just Whatever, I was just so bored in Alabama that whatever I could do to make myself laugh, and I didn't really care how it affected other people. Well, how old were you when you joined the Army? 17. Oh, why did you join the Army then? I would feel like if someone who was like that hated people... Because I had ambition still, okay. and I knew that I had, uh, wasn't going to go to college. I didn't have the money or the grades to go to college, so it was, a, it was an easy out. Well, not easy at all. Uh, don't ever let anyone it's just a solution you think. it was a, it was a quick solution okay. that helped get me where I, I want I thought I wanted to go fair enough uh, I think I was probably similar I was a huge piece of shit who I think I thought I was smarter than everybody else yeah. in the world and yeah. had a superiority complex about it and I think I grew up in a really small town so I was just like 
biding my time to graduation when I knew I could leave. Mm -hmm. It was like a date on the calendar. It's like, I know once this date comes, I'm fucking out of here. And like, I'm going to start my own life. You went to Rice mm -hmm. for how many years though? I only went for one year. Really? <laughs> it dropped out. I don't know why that surprises me. A year me. is kind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I finished both semesters. Uh, but yeah, it was like, because by the time I finished that semester, I was, I guess I was 19, a little older. Um, the internet was taking off, so I wanted to do something on the internet. But yeah, 17, it was 95, I think uh, <laughs> the, I was the only person, I, like I said, I grew up in a small town. I was the only person in my town who, one, knew what the internet was, and two, had access to it. So I would um, download like research papers for people and sell it to them at school. It's like, not at all what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> it's like if they needed help with their homework, I was like, oh, you know, give me 20 bucks, I can, I can, I can print you out something. Dude, and look, a business going. If I remember correctly, you would have been a beeper repairman at this point in your life. I was. It was like the. Or next were you at year. the? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I did beeper repair for a little while. <laughs> like, like a self-starter beeper repair. Like, you so would there, set up shop somewhere the, and be like, "You got a broken beeper?" Or would you like? There was a, there was like a small small local office supply store. They basically they sold like paper and like staplers and shit. Yeah. And like I worked in the back of it at like the repair desk. Mm -hmm. I, I don't even know how I got that job. I think I just like walked in one day. I was like. I can do that. I do nothing about beepers. Was, but you figured it out? I figured it out, yeah. You seem like someone who like could just teach yourself anything. Well, yeah, yeah I, I would fix them. I learned how to call, like, I had no credentials, but like I learned how to call all the different like beeper providers, like all the, like AT&T or whoever, and be like, oh yeah, this is so-and-so, uh, I just need to, you know, I need a reset on the IMEI for this, or yeah. so you need to learn all the lingo. When Gus was 17, he thought he was better than everybody else, be or smarter than everybody else, because he was smarter than everybody else. <laughs> he was. <laughs> And it, that, that attitude has it, it proliferated. If I handed you a broken beeper right now. If it was a beeper from like 1996, <laughs> I could probably still fix it. 99% of the time, people complained that like it stopped vibrating or whatever. It's like you just had to clean it. There's like, it, what made it vibrate is this little motor with a, a weight that's not aligned. It's like half of a cylinder uh -huh. and it just spins it around and that's what makes it feel like it's vibrating. Most of the time there was like hair in the, uh, the shaft or there was like gunk on it so it wasn't uh, spinning. <laughs> It's like you just have to clean it out, like take it apart. I saw, it. I read something recently that uh, the reason why a lot of people who work at hospitals still use beepers is because cell service doesn't go through a lot of those like walls and there's like places that use x-rays and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So like that, Smart. they still use that technology. Yeah. I wonder if you could repair one of those. Shitty, <laughs> shitty technology. It's probably the same old shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, beeper, beeper technology, has it changed much at all? Like uh, eventually, by the time I stopped, that's when they started introducing pagers, which could really receive text. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think I ever fixed any of those, so. If they have a pager, I might be in trouble. You yeah. couldn't. You couldn't make the leap. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, oh no, this is out of my league. I'm just a simple beeper repairman. <laughs> Did you have a lot of friends? No, I had two friends. I like. How, like, do you remember their names? Do you still keep? Them? Yeah. I know. I know their names. You know Frank, their name. Uh, Frank. Frank was like <laughs> Frank, and, Frank and Ruben. Right? Ruben was my other friend. Yeah. yeah. Do you still talk to Ruben? Yeah, we were uh, uh, chatting. We have like a WhatsApp group that all three of us still chat in. When you guys call it? Ago. The, I did not name it. I'll look it up. <gasps> I was uh, like, please tell me there's a name to it. Um, I think Ruben named it. EPATX Crew. Eagle Pass was the name of the town. Uh, right, is Ruben in Austin? No, he's in Eagle Pass. He's in Eagle Pass, yeah. uh, I, I take it Frank has kept you up to date on that other thing. Yeah. Okay. You guys, uh, do you think you guys would have been friends at 17? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, so. I think so. Very, I, think, I, I think instantly. We we met. I mean, not that much longer afterwards. By the time we met, I was twenty one, and you were like twenty four. Twenty three. You had just turned twenty one, and yeah. I was not too late in it. So we met just a couple of years after that. Interesting. No, I wasn't even twenty. Yeah, I guess it was right around then. Yeah. Do you think current you current you would put up with seventeen year old you? Current me would choke the shit out of seventeen year old me. <laughs> I wedgie. I. I don't know that current me has enough patience to deal with 17-year-old me. I, I think he would try his best. Do you think but... Millie's going to be at all like you were at 17? No, I think she's, uh, in some ways, sure. The apple doesn't fall too far from the tree, but Millie was born with a, uh, an amount of compassion and humanity that I didn't have until much later in life. She's more empathetic than I was. Fair enough. So, Chris, what about you? When I was 17? Yeah, like, you know, like three uh, or four years ago. Yeah, I was... <laughs> I was um, Way into the punk scene, but it was the punk scene of like Longview, Texas. So <laughs> there w it wasn't. What does that mean? I don't know. It just wasn't like big. You know, it was like a lot of people playing like shows and little uh, little 
places that weren't meant to play shows. Did okay. any big bands like come through and tour Longview? No. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Longview! It's all local bands or like bands my friends were in. Um, and uh, I, I mean, I made good grades. Uh, I how punk rock of you? Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then I, I had a public access show, so I did like a sketch show. So I was already doing video stuff, and then um, I wore shirts that were like two sizes too big. Were they fancy shirts or no? They were all just like band T-shirts. Did you like dye your hair at all or anything like that? No. But that's like when I would have. I I almost dyed my hair a couple times. You dyed I, your hair this week. Yeah. I dyed his hair this week. Looks good, Chris. I think it looks it cool. It goes well. You look very like California super. Seventeen-year-old Chris would be proud. <laughs> yeah, he would have. <laughs> you finally did it. Did you like the mosh pit stuff? Uh huh. That that was like yeah. your scene. Yeah. I feel like you and my boyfriend at the time would have been friends. Yeah. I had a boyfriend when I was uh, from the age of sixteen to twenty-two who was like a metalhead. Was that that ginger kid? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, he was nice. He was a good dude. Um. Still think the world of him, but he was like a drummer in multiple bands, like growing up through our time dating. And uh, I remember going to like all these different shows, and it was like a bunch of high school kids at every single show and stuff like that. And I remember he used to play at this place called Club Saw, and I would laugh every time he would tell me about it because I was like, "That's just weapon, weapon, Club Saw." <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, gotcha, gotcha. It just was stupid. It made me laugh. Yeah, I know it was fun. I'd be 17 again. Who are your fa- Did you have any like favorite punk bands that you like? Yeah, like No Facts or Anti Flag or Against Me or um would All you, Still Bands, All Still Together. Yeah. Would you I actually saw Anti Flag like a year and a half ago in DC and I got in the mosh pit. Uh, really? Uh-huh. Would you call yourself angsty at that time? Uh not more so than anyone else who was 17. Yeah. Like I wasn't particularly angsty. I was just like I just did okay. So I didn't like uh, the the country like uh, cowboy hat, conservative kind of I don't know look and culture. Yeah, and there wasn't and a lot. You're in Longview, Texas, and I was in Longview, Texas. So like the 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 counter culture was like the punk scene. It was the world was different back then, and even like even more so going back to when I was younger. But like I feel like there were more clear defined uh, lines of how society broke down and what you're into. And I mm-hmm. feel like that's changed. The world has changed a little bit differently. Or, or with, with the internet, I feel like those, those walls or lines have broken down and everything's more of a mishmash. But yeah, like when we were growing up, the world was very different than it is when Millie, mm-hmm. like Millie's growing up now. She's like, I tried to get her to explain the different scenes in school and she's like, well, there's e-girls and e-boys and then there's visco girls, but an e-girl can be a visco girl and vice versa. And it's just, it's so confusing. Whereas when I was a kid, there was jocks and punks and people that were into metal and nerds and comic book kids. It seems like in the last shit. like three, four years is when that changed. I think it's been a little longer than that, but yeah, it's been changing for a while. Because like when I was in high school, that was the same thing. It was yeah. the jocks, yeah. the drama kids. It's flattening out. You can be anything you I want. I asked Millie, yeah. I'm like, are there punk kids? And she's like, not really. No. Yeah. Like, I don't even so, know what punk is now. Yeah. It's well, so it's not big. It's honestly, it's the same people that Chris and I listened to when we were growing up. They're all just all have. They're all bald and in their sixties now. Yeah, I saw Bad Religion play two years ago, and Greg Graffin looks like my grandfather. That must be weird. It is it's another weird. band. Yeah, Bad Religion. Um, I was the exact same at seventeen. I would say um, I was a Rooster Teeth fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's weird. Uh, yeah, we you you at seventeen. Yeah, that's yeah. You knew, to you think knew about. me at seventeen. Um, I think I'd probably already met both of you by then. Yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, was kind of like seventeen. I think is like the year I started really feeling better about who I was because I like that was the year I felt like I was friends with everybody, but still not popular. Just like I could kind of talk to anybody and not care what they think of me at that point. Um, it still took a long time for me to actually totally not give a fuck. I think that started happening like this year. Thirty. wait till 40 yeah (laughs) Yeah. really won't give a shit can't wait um but that's also the year that uh, i tried to get into modeling and i actually just posted about this recently Mm -hmm. i skipped my spring break to go to toronto to work with this model placement agency where they like put me through like all these different photo shoots and all these different like like getting my hair done and doing this and that and working with makeup artists and, and everything and after the week the agency um, the head of it, she wrote me this note saying, like, I think you have so much potential. Um, you did such a great job this week. Um, you need to lose about 20 pounds if you want to be serious about this. Um, here's an exercise and diet plan. Wow. And it was like, eat a grapefruit. 
Then go run for 45 minutes. Then for lunch, eat a little salad with a piece of chicken. Then go run for another 45. You needed to lose 20 pounds? And I, I at the time, was 120 pounds. Yeah. Right now, I'm like 5'9"? 5'9". Yeah. What the hell? That's... They want you to be like 100 to 105 pounds Man. for like that's, runway. That's not safe. No, it's not. Um, and so, like, I was going through a weird, like, body identity crisis thing at that time. Yeah, I'm go like, figure. I mean, figure. yeah, 17-year-old <laughs> being told to lose 20 pounds when they're already fairly thin. I mean, uh, yeah. Millie's 5'6", and she weighs like 110 pounds maybe. Yeah. And she's too skinny. She's very skinny, She's yeah. scrawny. They want to see like your bones, Ugh. essentially. I, I think, I hope things are changing in the modeling industry. I'm not 100% sure. Mm. But I, I think, yeah. I don't think so because I know I've had similar conversations with Riot in the past. Yeah, that's you know, true. Friend of Rich Teeth. And she's also very thin and is always talking about how they're honored to lose weight. At least the last time I spoke to her. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that'll change at some point. I hope so. That could really fuck with you. But I, I think you're starting to see change in some places. It's not necessarily like high fashion modeling, but you go to like Target and you like look at the photos of people they have modeling the clothes and it's like a very diverse body t- body set. I've seen like people in wheelchairs modeling yeah. clothes. It's like... I, I, I will like say even high fashion modeling, like I just finished last night, actually, I just finished the season of Project Runway and they have as many male models as uh, disabled models as uh, they, they cover all body types now. It's mm-hmm. really it's really cool the way they do it. They just have a big pool of models and then you just get who you get the week and it's like, I have a plus size model this week. This week I have a dude. This week I have a lady in a wheelchair. This, this week this lady's got one leg and it's it's so not an issue that it's, they don't even talk about it in, yeah. the, in the process of it. Mm-hmm. It's just become normal now. I think it's cool. stuff like that they're definitely improving, but ultimately with runway modeling specifically, yeah. like the high yeah. fashion stuff, is they're still trying to look for that I'm, clothes hanger body look. Yeah. I'm going to go on a slight tangent here. Please do. Uh, I was uh, walking into a grocery store the other day, and uh, like at the same time I was walking into it, there was a woman in a wheelchair who was uh, wheeling up to it, and she uh, was missing her left leg. She only had her right leg. She's wheeling up to it, and she was wearing a shirt. And I looked at her shirt, and it said, "I am putting my best leg forward." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Do you think she wears that shirt every day? I don't know. <laughs> <Or like> that, <laughs> probably, yeah, she probably does. I, whenever I see someone wearing like a cheeky shirt like that or something, that's like pointing out either a disability they have or like some like a part of their body that looks different. I always think like, do you, how many of those shirts do you have, or do you have like a bunch of different? <laughs> they could be like a variety, like a grab bag of different yeah. ones, yeah, different colors, yeah, with like different sayings. Yeah. Um, and I know you guys probably get asked this a lot, but I'm curious because I don't think I've ever asked you guys. But if you weren't here at Rooster Teeth or not doing this, what do you think you'd be doing? Chris, you go first. Well, are I you, feel like we've you, been we've been starting over here. I, I have a tangent, or do you mean at? Rooster Teeth no. or a different profession? If Rooster Teeth didn't exist. Uh, I would be in L.A. working in film. You think so? Yeah. Was that the plan, like when you were going to school and stuff mm-hmm. like that? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I wanted to work at a tech startup. That's kind of why I moved to Austin. I didn't have enough money to move to California, so I figured I'd move to Austin yeah, and try to, try to work in a tech career. Uh, I guess that was going okay before Rooster Teeth. I was making decent money at my job before we started here you didn't think you don't think you'd be like in entertainment or anything like that no i don't think so not at all yeah yeah i don't know the the safe answer would be i'd be running tele-network or whatever they changed their name recently but whatever they're called uh but i think i would probably be either managing bands in the punk scene which is something i was starting to get into tour managing or i'd be a writer like a novelist probably a a, a, probably just making ends meet novelist you know not certainly not super successful, well, but uh, enough well, to keep the lights on. I think. Would you write uh, fiction or nonfiction? Fiction, yeah. Yeah. I'd write YA novels probably. Why don't you? It's time. Uh, it's a great question, um, and it's it's one that comes up from time to time. And the simple answer is, uh, I the easiest answer would be I scratch my creative itch in different ways at Rooster Teeth, so I don't feel the out the need for the outlet. Fair enough. When Gus and I worked at Tele Network. We had mind-numbingly boring jobs, and Rooster Teeth was created out of a desire for us to do something other and be creative, and to, to you know to to fill that I don't know, creative hole we both had. Mm-hmm. And um, I learned in the process of this company, which you know what I do now 
is very different from what I envisioned even when we started Rich Teeth. Like, I never thought I would be on camera talent. I never in a million years ever wanted to be on camera talent. That was not where I thought this was going. But you find out that the things you do uh, fill, I, I guess, voids in different ways than you anticipated. Yeah. So I'm just as creative, if not more so, on a daily basis than I would be if I was a writer, I think. Well, that's for other people to determine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to our box of issues question. This is an anonymous person who submitted, and they write, the TLDR is that I work in an extremely high-pressure profession. I was working in a temporary position for the past year, and I am about to move on to my next job. This was always the plan, and I'm excited to move on because most people at this job, without exaggeration, work six to seven days a week. But in the last week, my supervisor gave me my one-year evaluation and tore me apart. I knew I wasn't doing an amazing, amazing job at my job, but I didn't think it was that bad. It's pretty disheartening to work this hard at a job for a year and then be told that you were just bad at it. It's pretty much shot my confidence in the head right before starting this new job, which I want to make my career. My question is, how do you emotionally bounce back from something like this? Anonymous. That's a tough one, because I've always succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, you have. <laughs> it, what, I mean, what I would say is, the, the, and of course, I'm no expert on this, but my, my opinion on it is, like, if this is a place where people are unhappy, and as a general rule of thumb, nobody is getting any fulfillment there, maybe getting a bad review isn't such a bad thing. Mm. Yeah, it's not to make excuses because it's possible that the person is just not cut out for that job sure. or has been, uh, maybe their expectations weren't set properly. Um, but I think looking at the totality of the situation probably helps, yeah. like Gus says. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it, it could also be just that you're not a good cultural fit for that particular, not, not for that career, but for that particular working environment yeah. as well, yeah. you know? Um, I mean, obviously another company had enough faith in them to hire them and they're going to be moving on anyway. It's like, so lean into that positive uh, feedback as opposed to the negative feedback they're getting from this place. And start developing a thicker skin. Oh, absolutely. I would say too, like, I mean, look at what the criticisms that were there and use them as opportunities for improvement. The teachable moments. No one, no one succeeds the first time they do something. Right. Like, everyone sucks at whenever they start. So like, like, okay, well, I learned a lot from that. So now just apply that and you're already in a better place than you were when you started. Yeah, I think job. they even said that they, by their own admission, they didn't think they were doing yeah. that great of a job. Yeah, they said it. Maybe it was just like an expectations weren't, weren't aligned. Yeah, when Gus and I worked at that tech company, we had to go to a bullshit seminar one time. I don't know if you remember this in San Antonio for Southwest Airlines. And I don't think I went us, to that. You know, maybe you didn't. I, I might have been gone by that. They taught us the Southwest way. Um, and there was a whole a lot of rigmarole around that. But at the end, it was like the, the key takeaway was that failure is not only important but necessary mm -hmm. and it should always be used as a learning tool. So if they found failure in their performance or if there was failure in their performance, then just take a step back, you know, shake it off and learn from it and don't fail the next time. Exactly. I think a lot of people default to thinking something's wrong with them and this is all on them and that I failed rather than saying like, Okay, maybe it's a case of the person who was my supervisor wasn't necessarily communicating what their expectations were of me and felt like I was failing but didn't communicate that with me when it was happening or I didn't know what they were expecting of me. Um, and that happens in a lot of jobs. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think what you guys are saying is like take it as constructive criticism to bring into your next position rather than like, oh, I must suck. I, why do I bother even trying? Mm -hmm. Also, worst case scenario, maybe you sucked at that job for a year. That doesn't mean you shouldn't do that job anymore. It just means that you weren't right for that job at that time. Like, yeah. Don't let it ruin the next job. Don't carry that baggage with you. Also, like, you go. I don't know how old this person is, but if this is like your first job, you might still be getting used to what is expected of you in a full-time job sure. like that. Yeah. Jobs I suck. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a rude awakening for a lot of people right outside of of school to go right into a full-time job yeah. when they're not expecting that. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Speaking of old things, how old are those cookies? They've been there for a long time. So I was just wondering. Don't, don't eat them. <laughs> I don't know. Do you want some sweet tarts? Yeah, I'll take some sweet tarts. Any other uh, advice for how to emotionally bounce back? Have you guys ever dealt with something like that? We covered it pretty well. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. You guys haven't failed at anything, right? No, no. <laughs> definitely failed <laughs> many times at we many things. We fail in rooster teeth all the time. Yeah. yeah. Like, you learn to let it kind of 
affect you? I, I think a lot of people are afraid of like, oh, I don't want to let myself get down from this, but like let yourself feel down and let yourself feel those emotions and then like bounce back the next day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't try to shield yourself from it completely. Failure is a huge part of success. Yeah, no, nobody, no is a big part of yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like... Nobody has a perfect run through life. No, absolutely. If they do, I want to meet them. It's Bill Gates. <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining me. Yeah. Uh, and congratulations on 17 years. Congratulations on 17 years. Congratulations, congratulations on 17 years. Congratulations on 17 years. 17 years. I would hug you or shake your hand, but I am going to be responsible and practice social distancing. Let's do that. But uh, it has been an absolute delight knowing you guys, some of you for 21 years, some of you for a little bit less, but uh, what a great, wonderful, strange company we're all a part of. Very, very strange and wonderful, yeah. Strange times, but I can't <laughs> imagine a family that I'd want to go through this with uh, more than you guys. Aw. Hug, hug, hug. Hug, hug, hug. Hug, hug, hug. And thank you guys for watching. We couldn't think of a better community to share this with as well. We really appreciate you guys sticking around for this song and supporting our show and Rooster Teeth in general. And we love you and we'll see you next. Wait, can we plug something real fast? Oh, yes. Sorry. Before we go, ignore what I just said. I'm glad you're here, Chris. I always forget this shit. <laughs> yeah. uh, Chris? Uh, me and Gus have a new podcast that is coming out on uh, April 9th, 16th. April 16th. <laughs> see, then I'm glad you're here. Yeah. <laughs> on April 16th. Uh, but the trailer is out now uh, wherever you get uh, your audio podcast. What's so it called? Black Box Down. Mm -hmm. You can follow it on social media at Black Box Down Pod. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll we'll have uh, a new episode, like I said, on the 16th. You'll be here real soon. The so first up. Subscribe now. Uh, that way you'll get it as soon as it comes yeah, out. Yeah, the, the feeds are already up for yes. it on all podcasting platforms. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, I think is the most clever name for a podcast. Really? <laughs> I, 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 know, I, I, was, I know you're on the fence about I was, it, but yeah, I fucking love it. I think the, I, I really like the uh, the logo and the treatment for it. It's yeah. Cool. yeah. And, oh, we didn't say what it was. It's a, uh, a podcast where uh, Gus tells me about uh, these uh, flight disasters and breaks down. Incidents. Incidents. What went wrong? What went wrong? Why it went wrong? And what was changed uh, about the industry to fix right. those things? Because air travel is the safe, absolute safest way to travel. So we break down like this chain of failure or what a number of things that cascade and, and cause an incident. And, and Chris very, is a surrogate for has, the audience there to ask questions. It has a very like true crime podcast yes. feel to it, which I really yeah. love. Yeah, it's that 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 very popular format in podcasting now, where you have a an enthusiast slash subject matter expert explaining things to uh, a not an interested novice. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's it, the format works very well. Yeah, we start with like what happened. You know, this is the end result. Then how did we get here? And then you just backtrack through everything that led to it. And then how is air flight? Because honestly, I think this is an important part. How is air flight safer now because right. of that? What were the lessons yeah. learned? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So go uh, search for Black Box Down right now. Yeah, and enjoy. Uh, enjoy the trailer. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Gus, for plugging. Thank you. You earned yeah. those sweet tarts. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, if you want more uh, of these guys, check out the Still Open Post Show. That'll be up on the roosterteeth.com website for more Always Open. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.